This is the 10,000 Depositions Later podcast, episode 107. I'm Jim Garrity. Today's topic, if your non-party subpoena says the deposition location is Zoom video, you may have a problem. Well, hello there, everybody. As always, I hope you're having a fantastic week and absolutely slaying dragons out there. Let's jump right in. As you know, the rules governing subpoenas that you serve on non-party deponents impose several technical requirements, and the failure to comply with those requirements can render your subpoenas unenforceable. For example, there are plenty of cases saying that service of a subpoena on a non-party deponent without an appropriate check for mileage required by Federal Rule of Civil Procedure 45B1 and virtually every state equivalent invalidates the subpoena and that the deponent need not appear. Another technical requirement, which we're talking about today, is that the subpoena must, if the person is to appear for testimony, command the witness to appear at a specified time and place. That's Rule 45A1A3. Well, some courts have now held that a subpoena that simply lists the location as, quote, Zoom video conference, close quote, or something like that, is facially deficient because Zoom video is a method of conducting the deposition and not a place. And in those cases, and we've got several for you in the show notes, the courts declined to enforce the subpoenas when challenged. So if your assistants or schedulers are listing the place for your depositions in your subpoenas, as a video or some variation of that, a video conference or remote video connection, you might want to consider changing that approach because listing it that way provides at least a toehold for your opponents to argue that the subpoena is unenforceable. And of course, on the flip side, if you represent the recipient of a subpoena that's drafted that way, now you know you've got at least one embedded flaw to work with. So what to put in your subpoenas as the physical address where the deponent will testify when the deponent and maybe everyone else are going to appear remotely? Well, the answer is fairly easy, right? The rule tells us that the physical location for compliance with the subpoena has to be within 100 miles of where the deponent resides, is employed, or regularly transacts business. So that's your safest bet, even for remote video depositions, is to list uh, the deponent's actual residence actual place where they work, or wherever they regularly transact business. That's Rule 45C1A. So put their home or work address. This is an important issue, and it isn't the equivalent of a typo. There are very real consequences that flow from the physical address you put as the place where the deponent will comply with the subpoena, meaning testify, right? First, a key ramification is that the stated physical address for compliance with the subpoena is what we use to figure out where a motion to quash the subpoena has to be filed. Uh, Rule 45D3A, and again, most state equivalents, says that a motion to quash a subpoena must be filed in the judicial district where compliance is required, where the deponent will testify. And we can't know that. We can't know which court is the proper court to rule on a challenge if the subpoena simply says the place is a video conference. Second, the physical address for compliance on the subpoena also tells us 
whether the deponent is being required to travel more than 100 miles from where they reside, from where they work, or from where they regularly transact business. We can't know that either, again, if the only specification of place in the subpoena is a Zoom video connection. So this is a pretty significant problem with many subpoenas now because of the commonality of remote video depositions. It's one of many shining examples where technology has really outpaced the language of the rules. All right, okay, that's it. That's the tip of the day. As always, the cases upon which this episode is based are cited in the show notes with parentheticals so you know what the case is about. Our math teachers always told us to show our work upon pain of death, and it's a habit we've never broken. So we use the episode notes to show our work for you. Have a great week, and be sure to check out the book upon which this podcast is based, 10,000 Depositions Later, the premier litigation guide for superior deposition practice, now in its third edition at roughly 450 pages and available everywhere you get your books. We'll talk to you again soon.